Today is World Mental Health Day. It's also Conflict Resolution Wednesday. Every Wednesday we try and talk about stuff that leaves you conflicted oftentimes. Mm. For instance, you might have a bipolar uh, disorder Mm -hmm. and the big debate that has you torn is whether to share with your colleagues or not. Yeah. Mantepa says, I remember the first time I tried reaching out to my colleagues mm. about uh, my mental health issues, and they said I'm seeking attention. Mm. Mm. People are mean out there. I'm just glad I can manage as suicide isn't even in my thoughts. Uh, having someone that can listen helps a lot. Mm. My foster sister is that person for me. Saned says, I suffer from anxiety disorder. When I finally understood my condition, Mm. I have no problem in sharing my story. I also suffer from depression, but my anxiety overshadows it. Mm. One thing I've learned, your condition does not define you. The big question we're asking is, how are you dealing with whether or not to disclose Mm. even Mm. to your family because some families won't understand Mm. or will tell Mm. you to get over it or will say you're seeking attention Mm. or they'll say yeah but you've always been like this you've always been an attention seeker Mm. Mm. how are you living our guest this morning Dr. Mashadi Motlana psychiatrist and deputy CEO of Sichaba Medical Solutions good morning doc and how are you all and your listeners we're good. We're happy to hear from you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's an important day for all people that are advocates for those that suffer from mental illness. Mm. Why should we give a damn that today's World Mental Health Day? Because there's no health without mental health. And, you know, mental health is pervasive. Um, many South Africans suffer in silence because of the stigma associated with mental health. Mm. And we use this occasion to raise awareness, to make it a safe space to talk about it. And unfortunately, mental health gets relegated to the back burner. People forget about it until there's a suicide or a mm. major incident like life is to many. In fact, someone tweeted earlier on, no one gives a damn about your depression until you kill yourself. You. Yes, absolutely. And so it is. And so it's important that we empower um, those that do suffer from mental illness so that it doesn't become something we talk about post the fact. Mm. Depression has been in the news quite a lot lately. What is depression? Because we tend to just throw the word around. Mm. I'm so depressed. Mm. Yes. Um, So oftentimes people use the word depression, but what they mean is a low mood, which is uh, reactive. So something happens and you feel low. And it's not necessarily depression. Mm. Depression is a clinical condition that's really would characterized by a two-week period at least Mm. of a low mood or lack of joy. So it's either a low mood or lack of joy. But there's a cluster of symptoms that are required in order for us to say this is clinical depression. Um, Other symptoms would be lack of energy, uh, poor concentration, low self-esteem, thoughts about taking your life, guilt feelings. And then we look for neurovegetative symptoms. These are disturbances in sleep and appetite. And it's either um, insomnia or oversleeping, Mm. anorexia, so poor appetite or overeating, and such uh, compensatory behaviors. You don't need to qualify to have all the symptoms, but at least six of the nine um, you are required to be there for a sustained period. And it has to be a departure from your normal low mood. Mm. I mean, from your, from your normal mood. So it can't be that you're always in this way. Maybe that's more a personality trait. But, you mm. know, that some people are oh, generally um, reserved, 
withdrawn and it's not an indication that they're necessarily depressed at the time. Mm. So it has to be a significant departure from how you normally are. So if it affects your quality of life, generally start worrying. Yes, in order to meet the, the criteria, there has to be an impact on your relationships or your occupational functioning or your ability to cope at school. Mm. So there has to be, as I said, a departure from your normal functioning. So. Yeah. Dr. Samizia, I have three phases and different types of what we are talking about because I think we talk about depression and also mental illness. Yeah. Am I mm. correct? Mm. Mm. I grew up in a family where there's a lot of people and really paying attention was not a priority to to one another. And I have a, a cousin whom we grew up knowing but mm. then we eventually found how we can treat him in a way that he feels like he's part of the family without treating it or without taking him to to any doctor or or, or for diagnosis of some sort. We we diagnosed him, mm. Mm. and to this day he's about thirty eight now, and he's the guy to go to when we need a cow to be slaughtered. He's big, he's strong, and we've made mm. him feel like he contributes something to the family uh, without laughing at him or making jokes of him. Mm. And he's the one yeah. who would bring down the thoughts should there be a burglary. Mm. And that's all that, yeah. that we have decided that he's good at. Mm. And he seems to be fine with it. You know, when Harold when said, it's go high, I know I call Bafana. Mm. If Bafana's not yeah. there, I'm worried. Mm. But he's not mm. okay now that I know better. Mm. And then I have a sister, my sister that I come after, who has anger issues and stuff. And now that I'm older, I look at her like, she should have been taken for depression or or something that has to do with mental. Or get help. Mm. Yeah, because she stopped mm. going to school at standard two, mm. and uh, no one cared. Everyone mm. was fine with mm. it, you know. Um, and then I come to me, who I, oh, I'm overly excited about life, I'm energetic, and so forth and mm. so on, but I have my episodes, which happen more often than I would love to, especially after a great celebration or going out in the morning when I wake up, I feel at my lowest. Mm. Mm. Either because of maybe the money I've spent, which I've stopped spending, mm. but I still feel the same way, or it was too nice and now I've got like separation anxiety and I become really, really, really sad. Mm. What is going on here? So, I wanted to touch about uh, on your family member, firstly, um, who you say was depressed but didn't require treatment. So um, I think we, it's important to recognize that, like any other illness, depression also has, you know, a spectrum from mild to moderate to severe. Mm. And depending on where you fall in that spectrum, uh, say let's talk about a mild depressive disorder, it may not require medication. Mm. You may be able to see a psychologist and work through that particular um, issue that's preventing. Um, cognitive behavior therapy works quite well. Um, often uh, the cost and um, the convenience of seeing a psychologist might be the reason that people defer to medication because it's quicker yeah. and um, it takes less time. But it, it's also a good option in a mild to moderate depression. Um, I'm very excited that your family was able to embrace the fact that someone has mental illness and not treat them differently, which mm. is really the point of this conversation. Mm. You know, part, so, so the people that suffer from mental illness suffer in and of itself as a, as a result of the illness, but then added to that is a self-stigma. So they fear that if they say they've got mental illness, they're going to be treated in an untoward way by the world. 
and also the family suffers from you know a secondary stigma because they now associated with someone with mental illness and this causes people to withdraw not deal with the issues and and in fact it feeds the problem so I, I it's just really a beautiful example of how mental health issues don't have to prevent you from living a healthy and full life let's speak about your sister and the fact that you think she may have needed treatment and there was a missed opportunity and often um, we forget that depression also whilst i talked about a low mood uh, especially in men may manifest as anger mm. and you know alcohol abuse those kind of behaviors are sometimes you know the, the use of substances coping mechanism to cope with poor um, emotional states and in and the inability to verbalize it's more often in men that we see that people with depression will not verbalize that they're feeling bad but will act in an, in an aggressive way, mm. and there's something underlying that. Sure. Again, it's usually a departure from the normal behavior. Mm. And that euphoria, that the post, uh, uh, the, the depressive mood post the euphoria, mm. well, you know, I, I think uh, sustained um, euphoria is, is not our normal condition, uh, the, the human condition. Mm. I think a lot of us keep chasing that happiness, that high, yes. it's usually short-lived. If it's longer, uh, we need to worry actually about mental illness and consider bipolar disorder, mm. which is a condition in which the episodes where someone has a high for a sustained period, spends excessively, parties excessively, takes substances excessively, indiscreet, inappropriate um, behaviors, uh, maybe sexually inappropriate, or a whole host of behaviors that usually land up in tears and hospitalization. Mm. So that's not what we want of you. So I, I'm happy it only lasts a day. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't think um, you're not sounding too ill from what I can gather. So I'm glad to hear that. I mean, and I just want to highlight the issues around youth because today is specifically focused on youth and mm. um, mental illness and just to raise the alarm that, you know, it is the second leading cause of death amongst um, adolescents, mm. uh, suicide, and that we do need to take mental health issues seriously. Mm. It's second only to accidents and um, after suicide is homicide. So, you know, teens are generally healthy. So in that order, we really need to be aware and watch out for warning signs. And, you know, people don't often say um, that they're thinking of taking their lives. But if they do, we need to take them seriously yeah. and look out for any indications that mm. um, in an individual is struggling mm. with mental health issues. In fact, uh, Doctor, let's hold that thought. We'll come back and uh, carry on our chat. We're chatting to Dr. Mashadi Motlana, psychiatrist and deputy CEO at uh, Sichaba Medical. More from the doctor straight after this. We'll also check out all of your voice notes. Thank you for trusting us with your stories. More of your voice notes coming up just before nine. Right now, rejoining us on the line, Dr. Mashadi Motlana, psychiatrist and deputy CEO of Sechaba Medical Solutions. Welcome back, doctor. Thank you very much. Thank you. Now, um, it was really heartwarming to hear the people that have come out and shared their stories with you. You must be doing mm. something right. Mm. Doctor, the, um, yeah. so the, the theme this year, obviously, is focusing on young people, youth. Mm. Uh, the fact that, uh, I don't know if it's one in nine or one in ten causes of death in young people is suicide, for instance. As a parent, are there warning signs? How do I, how do I even know that my young one is going through stuff? Um, so it's, it's not that easy um, to, to know if someone hides it. And um, 
But as a parent, I think keeping an open relationship with your children, one that's free of judgment if there's something wrong, mm. taking note of behaviors that are, as I said, departure from the normal. So if the child's starting to eat substances or avoiding going to school or getting into fights, those are indications that things might be going wrong. And also we need to understand that children, their brain is still developing. They're still adjusting to um, to life challenges. Being a teen, it can be extremely difficult. Their hormonal changes, changing at school, moving to university, changing towns, all of these are extremely stressful episodes and can trigger a mental health episode. In fact, the majority of mental illness start around this time. Mm. So it is an extremely important to pick up on those signs. But as a parent, I'd encourage uh, parents to speak to their children. If they're concerned, go to the school, use the help that's available, like a child counselor. And if your child says they're sad and bothered, take them seriously. Mental illness does occur in children. In fact, uh, we know that most mental illnesses are a combination of genetics and of, you know, continuous environmental stresses. So the more genes you have, the more likelihood that very few stresses may manifest an illness. So, you know, in families where there's a family history of mental illness. And the second part is, you know, we've heard from our speakers, life trauma, losing a parent before the age of 11. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I've said major life changes like moving town, moving school can also be very stressful and harmful on the brain. So all of these things we need to watch out for and really... Um, talk to our children, take them seriously, and provide an open and safe space to have those conversations. Doc, in closing, uh, I know that the focus this year is on uh, young people. For people who are in the work environment that are going through stuff, is there merit in disclosing to your colleagues that you're not okay? So I think it can be extremely difficult to make that decision. I would advise individuals who are struggling at work to confide in someone close to them. It doesn't have to be the entire department. It is advisable to also uh, use whatever program they may be in the workplace, like an employee assistant program, Mm -hmm. so that the um, employer is aware and can make confessions in the workplace for you. They're obliged to, according to the Labor Act, if you have a disability, and certain mental illnesses like chronic depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, are considered um, disabilities. This will allow an individual to be able to take time off work, to make appointments, to get medication. Mm. And so these are important um, considerations. And also, if you've had um, quite a stressful job, and then gone into hospital as a result of mental illness and really advised not to go back to that position, then it's important that the work is informed and they can find appropriate work or shift work hours in order to accommodate the mental illness. So certainly there's some merit in disclosing, but I think, you know, you need to be judicious with whom you tell things to. It shouldn't be the entire workforce just for the sake of telling everybody, but those it's people that are key to promoting and keeping you healthy and will be there and walk with you that journey should i at least tell hr so that they get it absolutely okay. so they usually the the employee assistant program will enable um that to to facilitate that okay. um and so yes i think it's important if in the workplace to declare uh and and then it becomes the issue the responsibility of the employer to ensure that they make a proper provision and not to discriminate against those with mental illness uh, we know often it happens that, you know, when you declare mental illness, that you feel that your career may be limited mm-hmm. by that.
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, we, as, you know, the time has passed and people have become more aware of mental illness, some of those prejudices have improved, mm-hmm. but it's not in its entirety. And that, yes, it is safer to go by an EAP and an HR okay. in that instance. Doctor, very quickly before we let you go, I'm seeing a lot of people on hashtag fresh breakfast asking, is epilepsy a mental illness? Yeah, so a long, long time ago, um, epilepsy was considered a psychiatric disorder. and um, But now it's more treated by neurologists. Mm. However, there's a lot of overlap because neurologists, psychiatrists, and neurosurgeons all deal with the brain. And so um, epilepsy is considered a neurological problem. However, it manifests, it can manifest in um, psychiatric um Symptoms, for example, they might be in epilepsy, be a post-ictal, so after the seizure, confusion and psychosis. Um, they may be a mood disorder associated, so even anxiety disorder associated, but the primary dysfunction is a firing in the brain mm. that causes the seizures, and it's seen now in modern times as a, a, a neurological disorder treated by neurologists. Okay. Doctor, thank you for schooling us. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your mind. We, we appreciate you. I appreciate the time you've taken to talk about this very important topic. Thank you. Dr. Mashadi Motlana, psychiatrist, deputy CEO of Sechaba Medical Solutions. It's time for the comedy minutes. Let's laugh a little with Mo Amir. Lil Wayne and Swiss Beats on Metro FM. This is Uproar. Wrapping up the show, today is Mental World Mental Health Day. And uh, we've been asking you to share your stories, um, some not as heartwarming as others. Mm. Um, very sad uh, message we literally just got now. Yeah, Buitumelo says, I wish I knew then what I know now. My mom was depressed and she committed suicide mm. because we always told her to get over it mm. and that she will be Fine. Yeah, mama, what Like, mm. mom, like, come on now. Yeah. Like, get out of bed. Mm. What kind of mother are you? We're hungry. Mm. At that time, mama is in a dark place. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and sometimes it can be so debilitating. Absolutely. That you don't have a purpose. You don't feel a, I can't get out of bed. Yeah. And people There's don't no get need. it. They don't understand. No, you have no reason. Nothing gives you a reason to even breathe a second last breath. Yeah. And you know what's worse for especially mothers? Because people believe that when you have children, if you can't get out of bed for your children, mm, mm, mm. then what purpose What's do you point? serve? Yeah. Sure. And you already feel like you serve no purpose. And they believe that your children should give you reason enough to get out of bed for them. And it's not that black and white, sadly. No. Hear your voice notes. Uh, my name is Kay from Pretoria. I'm currently suffering from schizophrenia for the past 10 years. I was diagnosed in my final year. It's been a struggle, yes. <laughs> uh, but now I'm great. I'm, I'm, I'm awesome. I've got a supporting structure and families at the workplace. Yes, they understand. Uh, people do know, are aware of schizophrenia people who, what scenes and what happens. I do have my relapses. I'm not perfect. I do have my relapses even though I do take my medications. There will be days where I, t- I have my scenes. There are days where support structures are like, family, did you show me everything? Like, we joke about the scenes like initially when I was going to be diagnosed, yo, I used to chase people got deeper, thinking, oh, about don't lie and everything. Because I could, I... There was a time where you hear voices and you're like, you're like, yo, these people are going to kill me and everything. And 
ke tshwara bible yo ke tshwara bible ke zama ke botsa batho ka mgolong go lefatse lefela ka teng yo today re tsaya ka yona like today i i think even thinking about it it was but i'm i'm happy we talking about this because really in the black communities the first thing that comes out when scenes like this happen kubulohi that's what happens and then people are not getting help because we are like all thinking it's we are bewitched but i'm happy there is a day where we all talk about this so we understand mental illness Thank you, Jim. Um, depression is real. You know, I was diagnosed with depression at the age of 16 after my dad passed away. And I've been battling with it like for four years to five years, you know. Um, I've tried sleeping tablets. I've tried all these pills, but trust me, I didn't die, gee, you know. I just woke up in hospital and, you know, the process of draining th- these tablets. So I failed in committing suicide so many times, you know. Um, and I, it was um, to an extent that now I used to cut myself. They um, by my wrist. Oh well. During the process of cutting myself, I didn't feel pain. I only felt pain the next day. It was very painful. A depression is real, you know. And I was I am admitted to this hospital in Val. The cure care is for people with depression. I was the youngest patient, and the nurses, some nurses even asked me, "Tell when? What are you doing here?" You know, because I was so young. I mean, I had no husband by that time, no child. No. So they, they were asking themselves, to, what am I doing? You know, very young in this place, you know. So depression is real. And people used to say that I'm selfish. Here yeah, you were selfish. Why you want to kill yourself and everything. But they never understood what I was going through. You know, so I battled with this for four years. But go to Amanja, I am. Right. You know, I, I, I can, I, you know, I, I, I can, um handle it you know i can i'm able to control it because whenever i feel depressed i know at least jim helps me a lot with that and also jogging you know so um i even keep a journal whereby i write all my emotions and everything or sometimes i just cry my lungs out which makes me feel better afterwards so i'm yeah depression is so hope yeah you guys have yourself a lovely uh lovely wednesday at work, we have a problem with a boss with a, a, a bipolar. I'm not sure whether it's bipolar or what, but every day she shouts at us. She's telling us that we are nothing. She can fire us now and then. If she can fire Andi Omdwanawake, Tina, we are nothing because Andi Omdwanawake is someone who looks after her child and she does not mind uh, chipping cheap and chop changing stuff every day and as i speak with you i have three months there but i'm a senior because every week there's someone new every week there's someone who's fired everyone knows in that building so yeah there's a serious mental problem with that lady apparently living the stuff have managed to peruse his uh, sorry her diary and they actually saw that she was once admitted at a mental institution guys i am on my run this morning and i just had the guy say world madness day i couldn't believe it i had to stop like i didn't have the energy to keep running um it's crazy because it just highlights the stigma around people who have mental health illnesses and i think that's something that has to end you know if you have depression it's like you're crazy but if you if you hurt your thumb then it's fine we'll take care of you or if you have diabetes we'll give you medicine and i think that same has to apply for people who has who have mental health illness for me coming out with um my mental illness was it was actually quite easy simply because the fact that the people around me already are aware that there are mental illnesses and um, 
and people do suffer from those kinds of things. Um, it was a little bit challenging to tell my parents because obviously they, they don't understand. They're traditional and for them it's almost like, okay, we need to pray for it and all of that and, and having to see all my medication and, and just asking like, why are you popping yourself? Why are you busy popping all these pills and all this medication while well, we can just pray for it? But the fact of the matter is, for me, coming out was easy. It did help a lot because the people that um, I told were very supportive. It's also very easy for me to speak about it openly because I feel like I can help so many other people um, by telling them all my diagnosis. First, let me say my name is Kolo. I, when I was a teenager, I did try to commit suicide and things have been like up and down. Then I lost my mom. The same time got a divorce while I lost my mom in a car accident. And then things went from going up and going up and going up. I couldn't take it anymore until I went and I seeked help. Of course, in our black community, when you are depressed, they say you like attention, you just want people to feel sorry for you. It's not about that. It's the fact that we do not understand, we do not get that there is depression. You do have that suicidal thoughts until you act upon them and it's some of us it wasn't too late but unfortunately for other people it has been too late i just wish we can talk about it more and be able to seek help when it's needed and that's all that we can do i'm not gonna lie when we started the show i was worried that i'd feel heavy at the end of the show mm. but hearing your stories hearing you share with us so candidly mm. actually has me feeling lighter there's hope that there's we're hope. talking people are talking. talking people are willing to put themselves out there yeah. uh, for the bigger for the bigger cause as mm. it were there's mm. hope so mm -hmm. well done guys well mm. done. we're out of here we leave you with the thought for today you've got to be crazy to think someone can just get over depression have a great day in spite of yourselves the bridge is next